Well, it's great to be with you today. Let's dive straight into the word. And in fact, as we do, I just want to pay a tribute to somebody who went to be with the Lord this week, a mentor, a spiritual father of mine, Colin Urquhart, a tremendous man of revival who experienced incredible healings and miracles and saw God do incredible stuff. And kind of one of my memories of Colin, as I worked for Colin for about five years, is that one of the things that he would often do is when you went to visit him in his office, if you're one of the many people who work for him, you would, it was quite common to sit there and all Colin would say to you sometimes was, well, Jared, in my case, well, Jared, what's God saying? He was a man who knew what it was to hear God's voice and that's how he lived such a remarkable life. And as we're talking about resetting revive in this period, last week I spoke about adjusting the church so prayer and encountering God and a real realm of the spirit and the glory of God was much more central to the church. Um, uh, Today I want to talk about some other changes but as a kind of preamble to that I want to remind us that we are all here to follow God's voice. Uh, Some people talk to me and seem to infer that uh, their spirituality is a matter of, well, I've got the Bible, which gives me my my moral code and a basic pattern or principle for life, but then I just get on and plan the best I can and do what I I think is right. Um, I have to say, I don't think that is the biblical example of how Christians should live at all. The biblical example is this, that we, we do have a fantastic set of principles and good ways to live. But one of those principles is that God is a person and he will speak to you. So you better listen up, not harden your heart. And my life has been filled again and again on this journey of hearing God's voice and doing what he says. And so I just want to remind us for a few moments how important it is and why we need to be listening to God's today commands in order to have today's obedience in our life. Why does God keep speaking into our lives? Well, one of the first areas that we need to hear God for is the fact that we experience mission drift in life. We kind of, we drift away from true north uh, over time. Don't you find that through pressures, through trials, through the ups and downs? Who knows that life is sometimes just wild and confusing? Take the last 18 months as an example. We need to hear God and come back to true north once again. So we'll often find that God interrupts our worlds and kind of snaps us back to true north as we begin to go off. My dad's been doing his kind of ancestry stuff and one of the relatives that we've found in our history is Sir Francis Chichester, a famous pilot, a famous sailor who sailed around the world single-handedly, a remarkable figure knighted by the Queen, an incredible story. I remember reading one of his books once And he spoke of the time that he was sailing across the Atlantic and he sailed for 10 days until he realised that the biscuit tin next to his compass was magnetic. (laughs) Do you know what that means? Well, a magnet is going to pull a compass slightly off course, isn't it? So listen, in the first hour, he would have been a tiny degree out. In the first day, a few degrees out. But after 10 days, he was miles from where he should have been. 
because something was lodged next to his compass, stealing true north from him. And as we go through our lives, stuff gets lodged in our hearts that pulls us from true north, and we find ourselves off course. And so God, by his grace, comes into our lives and snaps us back to true north for our lives. It doesn't matter if we go through periods when we're a degree off, but if we never course correct and come back to everything God wants us to do, we are going to miss God's best for our lives. So God comes in and speaks, maybe through someone else, maybe through a prophecy or a dream, or maybe as we're reading his word, that's a fantastic way where it seems like a verse comes to life. That's the Holy Spirit speaking into your heart. Come on, get this area right. And it could be everything from an area of moral or immoral behavior right through the di- to the direction of our family lives or our, our careers, our vocations and the things that we do in life and in ministry as we're following him. So we need to listen. The second reason we need to experience the voice of God is because God loves to do new things. Things never even conceived in the mind. Things never thought of before. Things never done before. And so we have the foundation of the word, but he wants to speak to us as a person into our hearts and lead us into new days. And that requires us hearing his voice for the new day themselves, but also lots of new things that come along with them. Listen to Jesus talking about new days and new ways. He says this in Luke 5, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins because it's not flexible enough. The wine will be ruined and the wineskin will also be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one after drinking the old wants the new, for he says, oh, the old is better. Oh boy, if that's not an example A perfect example of the human condition. I don't know what is. It's fantastic. Catch a few points from this. Number one, Jesus says you can't pour new wine into old wineskins. The old wineskins aren't supple enough. So there's going to come times when everything changes. There's a new day and it will require new ways. And everything's going to be new because new days cannot be poured into old ways. Think about it. God comes along. He's offering you the new wine of a new season. But along with that will come new structures, new ways of doing things, uh, uh, new, new strategies and methods and plans. Now, here's a little thought about human nature just to throw in there. Jesus himself said, it's in red, so you've got to believe it, right? Jesus himself said, no one drinks new wine preferring it. They'll all say the old is better. <laughs> the word literally means, the word better means easier, more comfortable. We all get used to old sofa lifestyle. Oh, don't you love a, an old sofa that you just fall into and it's so soft and so familiar. But we can all fall into old sofa careers and old sofa relationships and old sofa churches and old sofa ministry methods and old sofa prayer lives. And then along comes Jesus and he speaks a new day into our lives. That's how he made the world by speaking. And he's not stopping now. He'll speak to you and you need to listen up for God's today word. Right. Here's the reaction that many of us will have, myself included. And I love new things. But even those that are early adopters and love new things will say, oh, 
I did prefer the old sofa shape of things. But then Jesus will speak and said, no, I want to pour out new wine. So we've got to adjust the wineskins. Let's find some flexible wineskins. Let's find some, some supple ways of moving forward. And so listen, our strategies and methods have to change. And in order to receive a new day from heaven. So God speak to us. Update our ways. You don't have to discredit the old thing. No, honour the old thing. It got you to where you are. But understand, God will speak a second time and will lead us into new days and new ways. So we've got to keep hearing God for the new things that are coming. The third reason why we really need to hear God is that God leads step by step very often in life. Sometimes he'll give you a few years plan and you've got a sense of where you're going, but there are great seasons in life when you are just going step by step with God because he's doing something in you. And so his voice is, is just behind you whispering, this is the way, walk in it. And he is guiding our steps rather than always announcing the highway of the next 10 years. And so we have to stay, to stay very sensitive to the voice of God. Have you ever done dot to dot? Remember doing dot to dot as a kid when you get a picture and after time you can't always see what it's going to be, but you begin at dot number one and then you go find dot two and three and four and, you know, and a hundred dots later, something has appeared on the page, but you didn't know it was there at the beginning. That's how God leads us. And I, I think sometimes he hides information to cause us to draw close to him and begin to hear him as a, as a father and son relationship, to hear his voice whispering into our hearts. Just keep following me. Uh, imagine the children of Israel's journey. Let me show you a map of where they were in Egypt and where they had to get to to be in the promised land. Can you see that? Pretty well straight line. Take about two weeks. Uh, do you want to know the journey that God actually led them on as they were following the cloud of, uh, uh, by day and fire by night? <laughs> the presence of God left them on a, a, a rather scenic route, shall we say. It was almost as if it's quite easy for God to get you into the promised land. He can do it in two weeks, but he wants to get the promised land into you. That's another part. Oh, he's got to get Egypt out of you. It was easy to get the children of Israel out of Egypt, but we know from the story it was hard to get Egypt out of the children of Israel. It's easy for God to get you into the promised land, but he's much more interested in your formation and turning you into the person of Christ. So you will take the scenic route as he gets the promised land into you. And so that's going to require, I'm just listening to God. I'm moving when he says move. I'm stopping when he says stop. We're going on some detours because he's doing something in me that is far more important than my destination. He's turning me into Christ. And so we need to be able to hear the voice of God as he leads us step by step, dot to dot, through the processes 
of our lives. Periods of difficulty and trial and persecution. I've spoken on that recently. There's no way we can get away from them if we are going to follow Jesus. Periods of fruitfulness, mountaintops of fun and encounter and ease and joy, valleys of learning to trust him and walk close and be formed more deeply and have the fear driven out of us and the insecurity driven out of us as we grow our skills and our abilities and our favour with God and with man. We are on this process of walking step by step with God. There's only one way to do it because you will not find your life written out in the Bible. You'll just find lots of pictures and stories and history that will tell you, well, here's how God has done it in general before, but you need to hear God for the specifics. And so it's the voice of God that takes you from general principle to specifics of what you need to do today or in this season. And so we hear God because he leads us step by step. And often, (laughs) catch this, he'll take the scenic route. I love the story in the book of Acts of Paul's missionary journeys. And in Acts 16, you get this incredible series of travels with some unusual phrases in that show that following Jesus isn't always simplistic. So Paul's heading out, he's preaching the gospel and he's bringing the sense of of God and the good news to so many people. But there were times when it says in In Acts 16, it says in verse 6, the Holy Spirit had forbidden Paul and his partners to preach the word in one particular area. So they go in and they're preaching and you think, I've got a general principle, go into all the world, I can go anywhere. No, then the Holy Spirit will come and say, no, I forbid you in this time to go preach there. We've got to be hearing the voice of God to know when we are permitted and when we're forbidden to do certain things. And they carried on, it says they got as far as as the borders of Mysia, and they, listen to this, they repeatedly attempted to go north into the province of Bithynia. But again, the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to enter. So imagine it, here you've got the Apostle Paul repeatedly attempting to head in a certain direction. The Holy Spirit keeps saying, no, 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 you can't go there, you must go here. Now, people puzzle about why that might be. Was it something that God was wanting to send them to the poorest people with the lowest life expectancy first. Was it because Peter had already evangelized these regions? We may never know. But what we do know is that God is masterfully moving us around the chessboard of his purposes in his timing and in his will. And you will not get that kind of information simply from reading the Bible. You must be able to, as Jesus puts it, be like this, my sheep hear my voice. We know how to hear the voice of God. Well, in reviving this season, as we've been in this pit stop change, we've been in this pause, we've been in this divine reset, and I've been asking God, okay, God, uh, correct our mission drift, get us back to true north in every way. I've been saying, God, what are the new ways for these new days? How have we got to change for the future? And myself and a whole group of leaders, we've been praying and discussing through all these things in this unusual time. And two, we're very aware that God, we're just trusting you step by step to lead us dot to dot until your full purposes are accomplished for us, for our region, and wherever you would have us minister. And 
God said some unusual things in the last 18 months through personal encounters that some of us have had and also through some powerful established prophetic ministries bringing some unusual words like uh, rip up the old blueprint for certain areas. I'm going to bring a whole new set of plans in this season and you you need to seek me for the details. God's been saying it's a new era. There's going to be new ways that come into play in this new area, uh, 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 in this new era. Uh, words like, and we are all like this and will we, but words like, no, there is a sense of a new normal taking place. And Sharon Stone was prophesying that before the phrase new normal ever became trendy under the pandemic. She was saying just before the pandemic, God's about to lead us into a new normal and the new normal is here to stay so as much as it frustrates me my job is to hear God not just do my preference so I'm trying to God what do I do with this we've had words and this has been repeated several times that as revive it's time to take the big galleon or the big hull of the ship and break it down into smaller catamarans and we're beginning to work through these words and let me share with you several things that we're doing that we believe are important for this new season as we take time to hear God please understand I'm so aware I'm not the boss I might be the senior leader of Revive all that makes me is the first follower of Jesus it's my job to to grab our leaders, to get into God's presence and hear what he wants us to do. And I'm under orders. So I'm not here to simply do my preference. I'm here to hear God primarily and do what he says. So I just pray that you come with me on the journey. The first thing I shared last week, God's been speaking to us about prayer. It's like I think it's a course correction, but also an emphasis that he wants to draw us into more than ever before, that we become such a people of deep encounter and intimate with God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the future. I want to pick up Revive and I want to place the heart of our community right at the throne of God. It's the only way we're going to have the authority, the healing, the power and the presence to do all the things that he's put in our hearts for years to do. We need to be at the feet of Jesus, undistracted more than ever. And so we are creating something that you might call a house of prayer or a place of the presence or a tent of praise and worship or the tabernacle of David. I don't know what to call it. I just know we are going to build our lives at the base of the throne of God more than ever before. Come with me on that journey. The second thing that we're going to be doing, and it relates to that word about breaking down the big galleon and turning it into smaller catamarans. One of the ways that we're looking at that, and the only way I think through, at least in the medium term, as we've gone through this unusual time, is that, well, we've always been multi-site, but in Hull, we've largely kept the largest campus together and done all we can to be together. But what we're doing in this season is we're beginning to break down the whole campus into multiple campuses too, let's say for now. And we're going to begin to develop what it is to have two larger campuses in Hull with a uh, a team. I will be moving between the two, literally one week in one and the other week in the other. But at the moment, it's the only way we can find to begin to provide 
enough seats because so few people are hiring out halls in this unusual time. So we're creating a, a highly flexible way that we can get through the next winter. We want to provide more seats for adults to come on Sundays and then provision of course for children too. So come with us on that journey as we unveil that and we hope to have you know a congregation in the west and hopefully one in the east or the center or it might be north south. We're just working on all that right now to be able to provide something more like the amount of seats we used to have and more, I pray, as we go into the future. But we're breaking down that galleon and we are beginning to create more flexible, hopefully more intimate congregations where we can get to know each other better because we've been at that size threshold where it becomes impossible to know everybody's name. So we're working and hopefully smaller, more intimate congregations where we can really enjoy each other more. And heck, ooh, play more, you know, hang out, food, and really build community because people travel from such a wide distance. I hope this is a congregation nearer to you uh, in the coming weeks. So look out for that, even in October, as we begin to experiment with breaking down the Hull campus into a couple of locations. The third thing that's been developing and evolving in these 18 months is how we approach our other locations across East Yorkshire. Many of the team across the region have such a heart for evangelism and want to release maximum energy and passion to infiltrating suburbs and communities and small towns and villages with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But something else has been bubbling up too, and this has been bubbling up for a good couple of years, is we want to collaborate with other churches more than ever before. We're being really honest that we can't do the entire job on our own, can't even pretend to, so we really want to work in partnership with other churches. We don't mind if we get people saved and we plant them in other local churches. We just want to see the kingdom come. So we're working on a whole new way of highly collaborative locations across the region where someone like me might swing by just every now and then and do the occasional worship service or healing meeting or ways to encourage saints in certain areas and regions. We've got teams on the ground devoted to evangelism right through the week, gathering people, ministering to people, but we also want to partner with existing churches and see the kingdom of God come. We want every every whiff of empire building to go and for us to all realise, come on church, right across the region, we're one team out to see a remarkable thing take place. So look out for our new outreach locations that are devoted to passionate evangelism and collaborating with other churches right across the region. Look out too for little tours across the region. I think it was David Hathaway who's essentially uh, uh, the equivalent of Billy Graham but to Russia. Remarkable guy. He prophesied that there would be leaders in Hull that would create gatherings for worship and art and intercession and evangelism that would lead to revival. Well, we want to start little gatherings like that. Does, don't have to be big. Just have to get out and do them, right? And run with God. We want to see people gathering to worship and pray and intercede and see people saved right across the region. Don't care what church they end up in. We're here to bring the kingdom of God and let God build 
his church. So look out for our outreach locations and look out for those occasional gatherings across the region as we begin to walk as one church right across the region. And finally, we're going to be bringing changes to our small groups, to our pastoral care. I'm sure a few other areas too. And then a really important one, God's been speaking into the area of our building strategy. And so if you're a Revive member, look out in the next couple of days for an email to just pop into your email box um, so we can give you information about the new building strategy. We want to tell our members first and in full uh, what we're doing about the building. I will have talked about this in the in-person service today, uh, but we're going to email everybody a more in-depth video for you to understand where we're going with that. It is a time of change. It is a time where we're hearing God's voice again, and he's leading us dot by dot through the processes that he has for us to fulfill his destiny. So there's some of the changes that we're doing, but let's just bring this right back to you for a moment. So what is God saying to you? What mission drift area do you think he might be talking to you about? Pulling you back to true north, maybe in small ways to do with, you know, your lifestyle and how you spend your day or how you look after yourself, maybe in big ways, maybe a career change, a ministry change, a whole direction change is coming. Is God speaking to you? Spend some time listening to God. How do you do that? Well, I often just get a pad and a pen. It's what Colin Urquhart from the beginning of the program taught me to do. Say, get a pad and a pen and write down what you think God would say to you. And then then test it and spend time over days analyzing it with the peace of the Holy Spirit, comparing it to the written word of God in the Bible and learn to hear God's voice. What mission drift thing is God adjusting in you? What new day is coming your way that requires new ways. So there's some some things that you need to stop doing to give you the margin to pick up a new day in God. Are there things that you need to stop because there's new things that he wants to start? Take time to hear God's voice so you walk into this new day, not tripping over your history as I was talking about last week. And finally, remember, He's leading you step by step, dot to dot, into a new era with him, forming a picture on the page that we probably can't fully see yet, but we'll understand when we look back and we'll be able to say, look how he led us. That's what God's like. And you might find yourself on the scenic route, almost certainly, because what he's doing in you is even more important than him getting you to the promised land in a rush. So are you following that cloud through the wilderness of your own development? Are you accurately hearing God for what you need to do? And it might only be just for the next season. I need to hear, I need to hear God. I, I love it when I have a sense of long-term vision, but also often God will just say, just do this next and keep in step with me. May you keep in step with the Holy Spirit as he walks you into a glorious future with him.